Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the master of the execution and the king of pal. It's yours truly, Chris Lex, and you're listening to Overseas Podcast. It is episode 41, and we are talking about all things professional wrestling and talking to the Irish Dragon, Scott Fury. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. I'm Mike. And we are here to talk a lot of professional wrestling. Finally. A lot. I knew you'd like that At a last. lot more, man. We got, <laughs> we've got a lot to talk about. New Lucha Underground episode or episodes are starting to come out. Uh, we got uh, MEW I want to talk about. Um, oh, let's open up on a little somber note. Um, for those long-term fans of professional wrestling here in Memphis, in 1959, very Memphis started Memphis wrestling started. Uh, I believe it was on Channel 13 here in Memphis, and it was hosted by a man named Big Jack Eaton. Big Jack Eaton passed away today. Yeah, uh, Big Jack was like he was the sportscaster for the football games. Yep, and ba- ba- basketball and the basketball games. I mean, you and name it, he broadcasted it over the years locally, and uh, you know, it's and the, the very first time. Memphis Wrestling, you know, the, uh, 1959. Mm-hmm. And Memphis Wrestling, you know, through the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and the early 90s, some of the hottest wrestling. You see, we talk about it every week. 4,000, 5,000, 6,000. Yeah. Hell, I think there's tw- been twelve to 13,000 people in the Mid-South Coliseum, and it all started with Big Jack Eaton on TV. So yeah. our prayers and thoughts are with the Eaton family. You know, thank you, Big Jack, I, for everything I always, you've done for this city. I have him in my head um, – constantly doing sports casts on channel five probably when i was about three four five years old you know mm-hmm. he was still doing the uh the sports broadcast and everything and he'd do the great caesar's ghost yeah and, yeah you know yeah. And all that stuff you know and and, and uh you know I, I i got a kick out of watching him as a yeah. kid yeah you know because he made the sports cast interesting so yeah well our prayers go out and thoughts go out to the eaton family mm-hmm. um mike got to go to his first Marvel Elite Wrestling Show Friday with me. This is me. his first independent show. Well, period. He's, no, he's gone. No, to, no he went to Wildfire. Wildfire. He went you to went Wildfire. to Wildfire before. That's right. Yeah, you went, that's we, right. Me and you went to Wildfire. So it's his second. So it's his second independent show. But you know, I have. I love MEW wrestling. That's where I like to be every other Friday night. Um, great card again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my notes here. I actually no, I was took about notes to say, this time. You need to bring those up. Uh, let's see. Notes. 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 Of course, I didn't take notes on the whole card, so a lot of it. Um, <laughs> uh, the show opened up. Uh, CA brought uh, brought in Duke Warfield. Dor- Duke is a Navy guy, mm-hmm. and uh, they were thanking him for his service, and he was cutting a little promo. Well, out comes Tattoo, mm-hmm. 
interrupting his promo and talking some major trash. And Tattoo's starting to really get into this heel character that he has. Yeah. And it, he's starting really to buy into it, and he's getting a little aggravating and annoying, with what, which is exactly what it's he's what supposed you to want. be. Yeah. yeah. Some notes I had on the match. Um, Tattoo gave Duke a chest slap. Mm-hmm. Me and Mike felt our chairs vibrate when he did it. Oh, yeah. It was uh, one of those, you know, how like a loud noise happens close to you, you just immediately blink. You feel the reverberation. Yeah. Yeah. We felt that from about 15 feet away. Yeah. And wouldn't expect that from Tattoo. Yeah. But <laughs> it was a hell of it a It was chest one of the, we, we cringed, we hugged each other, there was tears. <laughs> it, um, I felt bad for Duke. It was an emotional moment. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> about, I think it was. Uh, couple of months ago, Diamond Inc. lost to Full Deck, yeah. and they were forced to break up. Well, I don't think Tattoo was happy about that, and he attacked Reno shortly after that. Mm-hmm. Reno came back mm-hmm. and beat the ever-loving hell out of Tattoo. I think I saw mm-hmm. a clip of that. Yeah, it was a great beatdown. The crowd was into it. They're throwing <laughs> up diamond signs. Me and Mike were into it, throwing up the diamond. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just love the phrase. It was a great beatdown. It was a yeah. great beatdown. It was. <laughs> great it, beat was down. A, it was very satisfying. Uh, Duke it was lost awesome violence. on a roll-up, <laughs> and Tattoo had, had a handful of tights. This is the second week he's lost with and due to unfair advantages. And it just it makes Duke look so strong because he can't be beaten clean. Yeah. Yeah. And he cut a promo. It was a good, solid promo. You know, he's, he's still got work to do on the mic, but I thought he did great. Uh, next match, Addison Cade comes out this big dude yeah he is a big mamma jamma and he comes out <laughs> and he cuts a promo on how people we're there to see him we're not um you know it's just that pompous heel stuff and he goes around he starts you know jawing at people ringside he asks for any challenger well then there's this guy sitting a couple rows in front of me and mike and he looks at him and he says what's your problem the guy's just sitting there addison knocks his hat off his head mm-hmm we're like, what the hell's going on here? Well, dude stands up. I mean, he's a, he's a pretty ripped yeah, guy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, big dude. And uh, Addison's like, you know, the, the security lady is trying to hold Addison back from him. He's like, trying to give him his hat back, and he throws it on the ground. And when dude goes to pick him up, Addison starts beating on him. Mm-hmm. Throws him into the ring, kicks him a bunch of times, uh, uh, splashes him in the ropes, goes for a splash one final time, and he gets rolled up for the schoolboy for the pin oh. and lost. Yeah. And it's a, he says he's trying to get out of this losing stump. That he's in, and it didn't happen this night. Mm-hmm. He lost to some random dude in the crowd. <laughs> so wait, but he he was <laughs> so wait. Okay, now go on with the go on with the card. I can't no. Well, I'm going to start bashing, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but something I remember about this when uh, Addison was getting you know the crowd riled up, the one guy that was over in the corner seat, you know, close to us. <laughs> He started talking trash to that guy, and that guy stood up. And his, before this guy stood up, his son, who was probably like 10, 12 years old, jumped up from behind him and was going to beat Addison K's ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then at one point, I don't know if you saw it, the kid jumped up with a chair like he was going to hit him with the chair. <laughs> hey, for well, that kid would need that chair to whoop <laughs> yeah, on Addison Absolutely. <laughs> Next match, uh, I believe that was Del Tucker and Damone Salavino. Yeah, I believe so. And... Those two guys, man, are awesome. Mm-hmm. Damone is great in the ring. You see it in its training. Oh, That's yeah. a nod to you. Yep. Um, and Dell is just Dell. Uh, talked a lot of shit to me during the match. Oh, I'm sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> he, at one point, he had Dell pinned down by his shoulders, and he looked at he looked up and he said, "This is for you in the hat." 
And I was the only one in the crowd with a hat on, and <laughs> yeah, he started yeah. punching Damone Salavino <laughs> in the head. And Damone actually got the win. Oh, nice. So now that the Lucha Libre event, they're doing the 21st for MEW, mm-hmm. Del Tuck will be defending the MEW television title against Damone Salavino. Then hmm. I am a Del Tucker guy. T- yeah, I wanted to get your I'm, thoughts. I'm a Del Tucker guy. What, what, about, what about him did you like? Basically everything. I, I loved how he got heat. There are certain things that he said to people in the crowd that I'm not going to repeat. No, 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 yeah. repeat it. Repeat <laughs> it. There's a little kid, and I don't know if, the, if, if, what he's, if he said this because it's true or if he said it just to get heat. Uh-huh. He told a kid, I'm going to smack you so hard your eyes will go straight. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> and I just thought, I, I looked at Mike like, I really hope that kid isn't cross-eyed, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had a wandering eye. Oh, no. So, I mean, Good it was, Lord. It, it was a true poke. Good oh, Lord. But and he, he told another kid that he would beat his ass. I, I saw that. Mm-hmm. But one of one of the favorite parts uh, during his match, though, was <laughs> when um, – I think he was just in just a basic, you know, headlock or something, you know, neck crank, something like that. And somebody's like, tap out, tap out. And he just looked straight at him and said, no, the match just started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dell is so, Dell is de- just an awesome wrestler. Mm-hmm. Great on the mic, great at getting heat. And he just, he not he, he's all, all three phases. He's great in. He doesn't care what he says in order to get heat. No, I mean, no, he doesn't. He, he, I mean, that, and he it, gives n- he, he doesn't care, and that goes to the you know that goes to the inspirations that he has in the wrestling business, like people like Tommy End, who you know is a great heat magnet. Mm-hmm. Um, see who else we had. Full Deck come to the ring, cut a promo on how they did, weren't going to leave the ring till DNA comes out there, and, and that took a while. Yeah, it was and <laughs> like uh, I think it was Big Ace was cutting a promo. And it was an awesome promo about how they were going to fight for everything they had. And I want to—I thought I saw tears running down his eyes because it was such a passionate promo. Mm-hmm. I mean, these two guys—they are a draw at MEW. Did you sense that at all? No, I didn't notice them? that much. I mean, yeah, I mean there was a lot of passion in it, but but I did didn't you see tears? Do you, get, do, do you get why they're a draw? Do you see it? Do you, do you, do you just get that vibe from them? Because that's how yeah, what, a little bit when you when they come out to the ring for their matches, man, they got these. Black shirts on, they got their black pants, their black wrist tape, and they just look like they're ready to come out and whoop some ass. Mm-hmm. And there's such, I don't know what it is, but that tag team is such a draw for MEW. Uh, did we have any other matches next after before the main event? Not that I can remember. Yeah, so the w- main event was um, DNA, Derek King and Alan Steele coming out to Simply the Best mm-hmm. to against the 201 boys, Frank Crime and... Uh, Chris Lex. I was about to say, oh if, you, if you missed his wow. name. Chris Lex would have punched me the next <laughs> yeah, time if I forgot it. <laughs> Chris your, Lex that's is your boy, That's man. my boy, dude. <laughs> DNA, man, they are they are heat magnets at well, as well. Derek King, like, you know, while he's not in the ring, mm-hmm. if he's outside waiting for a tag or something, yeah. he just keeps the crowd going. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they just get it. Mm-hmm. If there was, and I'm not saying they're just as good as these guys, but if there's a tag team I could relate them to, I would say they're the Midnight Express mm-hmm. in the amount the way they get. I got to be so happy for Alan and Derek both right now because they got to be having fun tagging with one another. Oh, they, oh yeah, yeah, dude, they're just they're having a blast, yeah. man. And uh, a couple of highlights from the match, um, you know, they got Alan Steele or not um, Chris Lex's wife involved last week, and they made her kiss Derek King's boots. Mm-hmm. Alan Steele got thrown out to the ring by her, and she smashed a cupcake in his face. 
Nah. Orange so. icing was all over him uh, for the rest of the yeah, match. Oh, yeah. wow. Like, I think it got in a nostril <laughs> and in the ear. So, luckily, he carries that towel around, and he was able to get that off. Um, Chris Lex, as always, is just just a crowd favorite. Yeah. That guy is just so over with the crowd. He's a, he. It seemed like he was the only reason the crowd was there. A lot of it, and that's a, a lot of yeah. it is. That's their local. I mean, a lot of them are kids out there that live in Frazier, mm-hmm. and that's just their hometown hero. Yeah. And he, and he, you know what? He buys into it. You know, the people love sitting up. People just love to chant is mm-hmm. what I've realized. And yeah. it's, the pow chant gives him so much, mm-hmm. uh, so, many, so many chances to pop. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the finish, though. I stopped taking notes at that point because I was starting to get into the show a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, did DNA win? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, no. I think it was a no contest because d- didn't Full Deck come out? They came out. I th- or Frank Crime took the pin. Something like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they won, but I think I think DNA uh full deck. Yeah, right? full deck. I think they came out after and and brought out some chairs. There was no yeah. fight, but they were ready to because they <laughs> when they came out, he just threw the chair into the ring and it almost went over the ring and yeah, Alan had to catch it. Thank God Alan <laughs> caught it because that cr- well man knocked that cross-eyed kid's eye straight. God, I, I'm Dell would have came out cheering. <laughs> <I'm> gonna, <laughs> oh, that that's gonna get me in trouble. You're going uh, to hell now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'll let you in. I've got reserved parking. Okay. Great. Great. <laughs> that that was MEW. Um they got a show going on this Friday out at uh out in South Haven that I'm gonna try to go SGWA. check out. SGWA. SGWA. Uh got the card right here. Uh special enforcer for the night. Have you seen this card at all? No. Special enforcer for the night. Downtown Bruno. Hey, nice. Um, they're doing a 15-man Royal Rumble or Rumble for the title. Mm-hmm. I guess it was vacated by a wrestler. Um, they're also they're doing a match where the winner enters enters the Rumble at the last spot. The loser enters at number one. All that Alan Steele versus Leo Friendly. Uh, a Texas Bull Rope match, Midnight Rider with Justin Case versus the Samoan Raja. Uh, Bad Brad versus AJ Raven. The Sure Things with Smooth versus DJ and Key Awesome. Return match. Winner goes to the Rumble. Superstar Bill Dundee versus Van Van Horn with Just In Case. Van Van Horn. And then the main event will be the 15-man Royal Rumble. Or I keep saying Royal Rumble because that's just how you yeah. – When you see yeah, Rumble and wrestling. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I'm going to go out there and check out the show. I th- um, it's run by – I want to say Randy Hales is involved with it. Randy Hales and Dundee. Yeah. Okay. And Cross. Yeah, runs it too. So go out there and check it out, folks. That's going to be where at the is it? South Haven, Mississippi Faith Community Center, seventy three forty Greenbrook Parkway, February fifth. Bell time is at eight p.m. Mm-hmm. Tickets are ten dollars per person. Kids twelve and under five dollars. Mm-hmm. We also want to start plugging uh, the Minglewood Hall uh, show for Wildfire. Yes, yes, because oh, yeah. that's coming up on February twenty eighth as well. And I'm not going to miss this Wildfire show. Yeah, yeah. At, at Minglewood Hall, you know. You guys are going tomorrow for NXT. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's excited. I I cannot wait for NXT. Um, But, yeah, Wildfire is going down to Minglewood Hall down there in Midtown. Yeah, it's it's, it's like one of the best small venues in this area. Right. Probably within 200 miles of this area. Right. I mean, yeah, Um, to get NXT in there, that that tells you something about the arena. Because NXT wants something small. They want something, um, you know. More, uh, what's the word? 
nice. Well, nice. Not <laughs> nice, but uh, passionate. It'll be a smaller, passionate crowd. Mm-hmm. It's going to be people It'll who be just... intimate. Intimate. There we go. More intimate <laughs> there crowd. There you go. Um, and I'm really excited, kind of, Kind of shades of Full Sail University a little bit. Yeah. You know, right. having a... Having a Closed in oh, a little bit I'm more. Just, I'm just hoping that like Bailey is going to be here. I hope. <laughs> I hope to see Finn Balor and Joe, and I, there's so many stars. I hope I get to see. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's probably going to be a little hour, maybe hour and a half show, maybe hopefully two hours. But man, there's I'm going to be in attendance. Uh, if you listen to the podcast and you see me, say hi. You mm-hmm. know, I'm. I feel like I'm an approachable guy. I got to meet Raul. Uh, that was yeah. in our chat room last yeah, week yeah. and talked to him, and his wife said we're extremely funny. And mm-hmm. I said, well, we don't try to be. We just talk wrestling. Yeah. I guess we just <laughs> are funny by default. Yeah. But not, uh, the the Wildfire Show, uh, it's February 28th is, is when it's coming up. Yep. So um, I saw, I think I saw Rashad send, or put up something about that yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's another great showcase of Memphis wrestling. You'll probably see, if I had to guess, Derek King will be there. Lawler's always attached to most um, wildfire shows. Yeah, Alan Steele. Alan Steele, Brian Christopher. Uh, yeah, I think I saw the poster. Antonio Garza will probably be here for it. Yeah, yeah. more than likely. R&D is going to be there. Oh, this is, this is going to be shaping up. To, hopefully he'll get Lex involved. I just Any chance to see Chris Lex? Nothing, huh? Nothing Let me on see. That. Yeah, well... <laughs> I'm trying to look. I'm sorry. I'm trying to look up uh, Wildfire on the Wildfire would be like probably the WWE of this area, right? I mean, anything that has Lawler attached to it. To steal a quote from my buddy Josh McLean over at KO Radio, yeah, uh, it's the it's going to be the biggest of the shows. They don't run it that often, but when it's, they do, it, it, it's run about once a month. Yeah, you know, if not once a month, once every two months. Yeah, like so. they had the Lucha Libra event. What in January or is that in December? Mm-hmm. And then they got this one coming up in February. I mean, it's going to be a good show. Wildfire always is. MEW always is. Local wrestling shows. If 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 you can get out there and go see them, go see them. Usually, yeah. it's five ten bucks a person. Mm-hmm. You're going to see great wrestling. I mean, these are these folks are passionate about what they do. This one's twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yeah. Okay. Still not bad. Yeah. yeah I'm seeing. Let me see here. I'm seeing Precious, Brian Christopher. I mean, Pre- Dazzler, you know, Josh Crow, R and D. Uh, Bloody Mary and Redrick Redrum. Redrick Redrum. Uh, Antonio Garza and I think that's Maverick in the background as well. Yeah. Oh, is. Yeah, so, Maverick, yeah. Maverick, dude. Maverick's freaking huge. <sighs> Woo! He's massive. He's a big he's old boy. Big boy. Yeah. Big boy. Yeah. And I got the I got first time I saw him wrestle, <laughs> it was actually at a Grizzlies game. Yes, yes. Yeah, he wrestled Lawler up above like the the main entrance to the main bowl of the arena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when we went to. The thing at the Coliseum, that was my first time seeing Maverick. I'm like, this dude is, holy crap. He was on American, he's, he's legitimately, he was he was on American Gladiator. Was that the Hulk Hogan? Maverick. No, no, I, I don't think that was the Hulk Hogan version. It was the version before that one. Really? But because was, that was like 20-something years ago. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. I, I cannot remember the last time, like, pre-Hulk Hogan, American Gladiator. He, I, I don't sworn. know. He may he may have very well could have been I on think that he, version, but I'm pretty sure he was on the version before that He doesn't seem old enough well. to – he seems like he should be my age. And at my age, if, well, maybe, if he was that, that big size. Yeah, if he was that big, maybe, <laughs> maybe at 18 they're like, hey, man, you want to do American Gladiator? At that size, are you shitting me? I mean, come on. But it's going to be a good show. Get out there. Support local wrestling. Go out and have some – you know, go out there. Buy a couple of shirts. Buy 
tickets to get in the event and all that stuff and mm-hmm. support local wrestling. Make let's make it support big again. your local wrestlers. Support you know local wrestling. Support independent wrestling. Period. Because right. that's the only way these guys make it up the ladder. That's right. You know? that's yep. exactly your right. Your dollar decides who's popular. That's right. You know, so. Jerry Lawler would have not made it to where he was in the WWE mm-hmm. without. You know, being a sp- without those ten thousand people showing up <laughs> nightly at the right, at the Coliseum <laughs> in Memphis here. So. Let's go to talk a little bit about Raw this week. It was an all right show. Um, you know, it's interesting to see where they're going to put people coming up for like WrestleMania mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Because you like, what do you do with AJ Styles right now? Mm, you kind of use him as a feature. You're kind of just featuring him. I don't, I don't. I I doubt he'll have a WrestleMania match this year. He has if he to. Does there's no way he does not. If he does, it would probably be in a multiple person match. You like know? a ladder match. Because I'm think I'm thinking they're probably the going to throw match. something into the mix, like a ladder match for the U.S. title or the Intercontinental s- title or something oh, like yeah. that. You know. I, I um, see him getting. A, if they do anything, I see him. He has to be involved with some sort of match. I think with Kevin Owens. Like maybe a ladder match for the IC belt with him, mm-hmm. Owens, Ambrose, Jericho, yeah, R Truth. Finally get him in the ladder match he wants. <laughs> uh, you know something like that. R Truth is just going to come in are, and throw people over the top. Rope. I love the little <laughs> videos that uh, him and Goldust are doing oh, right Lordy. now. Those oh, yeah. are those are, uh, that just blows me away. You know, and I I've actually talked to uh, I threw some questions and stuff at Gold does sometimes and he and sometimes he'll answer and everything. He's a pretty cool guy, but I'm also friends with him on Facebook. He's Dustin Runnels on Facebook. Right, right. And uh, you know, he he's constantly blocking people and everything on time and I'm like I'm glad I'm the ones one of the ones he's kept. <laughs> <laughs> well, just if you don't you say know. anything stupid to yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, if you don't say something stupid as hell, you know, but my my comment to him was that I loved him and Barry Windham as a tag team. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the WCW days when he was Dustin Rhodes, mm-hmm. right? You know. So, I just I thought that was the coolest thing was like two of the tallest guys you know, teaming up, you know, and they were wiry suckers, you know. They taking on all kinds of tag teams and everything, doing all kinds of big, you know, tag team maneuvers off the top rope and everything. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just liked them as a tag team. But I think I think the whole R Truth Gold Dust thing is hilarious. Yeah, the, I, they're gonna end up being a tag team. The, yeah. The Golden oh, Truth. Yeah, golden yeah, truth. yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna happen. It's gonna be and it's just it's going to make some for some of those TV moments like uh, like Booker you, T, like when it was Booker T and Gold Dust. Booker yeah. T and Gold Dust. What did he say? What did Gold say? Or was it R Truth that said, "You got your foot in doo doo," mm-hmm. or something like that? Yeah, I don't remember exactly. It, it, yeah, it's just. And they brought up Little Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that cut deep. That cut deep. <laughs> <laughs> that cut All to the white meat. <laughs> I really, I really, I really wish R Truth would just go back to that completely insane side of his character because that was that was some funny television. Oh yeah, he's getting there. Yeah. Uh, New Day looking still as great as can be. Oh yeah. Um, did you see Big E and uh, Matt Hardy had a little? Oh yeah, I did. Quarrel see on that. Twitter yes, today. Yes, and That was funny. But you know what? It seems like they actually, no one was trying to insult the other anyway. No, nah, it, it was just little jabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing jabs and stuff. You know. But I love, I love New Day, man. They're 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 entertaining, and I'm glad they're not. Also glad they're not getting overexposure now because it seemed like for a week there that WWE knew what the hottest thing was, and like every other segment was New Day. And you got to be careful yeah. when you do that because people will start getting annoyed of them quicker. Mm-hmm. But like they did this past They'll week, get Roman Reigns. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. But you know, this week I thought I thought it was a good, solid match between them. Um, the but show see, was like, all right. What What makes New Day so great though is they're so organic. You know, 
I mean, when they when they first came out, the gimmick was a fail. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a fail. It was a fail out of the shoot. You know, and you could tell they they knew it was, but after tweaking a few things, adding in the trombone, adding in the the excessive talking, you know, and just Just, over exaggeration of everything, be yourself and everything, and and you know, you can see the personality. I never thought I'd see that much personality out of Kofi Kingston. Yeah, yeah me neither. Me I neither. never thought I'd see that much personality out of him. But now he's got this whole different personality from when he first got uh, first arrived, and it's great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's absolutely great. Xavier Woods, Apollo, you know, Creed, whatever you want to call it. Austin Creed. <laughs> Austin Creed, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Xavier Woods, uh, he's awesome. He's one know? of the best people on the mic right oh, now yeah. in the business. He's absolutely yep. great, you know. And I, I got um, – I got caught up on breaking ground over the last couple of days because I just, I there wasn't nothing on TV I wanted to watch. So I just mm-hmm, kept watching mm-hmm. breaking ground. And I got completely caught up with the series. They put everything on but the series finale on the on demand side. Huh. It didn't make any sense. Huh. Yeah. yeah. How else are you supposed to watch it? I know. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, you know, and in that, you know, at the first of breaking ground, they're kind of like, you know, what do we do with Xavier, man? And he's changing gimmicks like every. You know, every show almost, right. you know, and they were kind of making the comments that, you know, he doesn't even really know who he is right now because he's changing everything every five seconds, <laughs> you know, and, but he's found that niche He's in him and Big E and, you know, Kofi are all, you know, getting it together and got all their ducks in a row. And I think, you know, they got they got a career. They're going to make a career out of that. Oh, yeah. You know, no problem. And Big E. Big E's just freaking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he is absolute internet gold. Anytime he tweets anything, <laughs> right? Uh, Sasha Banks is getting away from the team bad thing, which I love. Yeah, Sasha Banks does mm-hmm. not need to be held back by anybody. Yeah, they filmed a segment for SmackDown last week, but they didn't use it on TV, and then they kind of waited till Raw to break them up. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad they they. Uh, the, the team bad, and it's nothing against Naomi and Tamina. I'm not because you know there's a chance she's listening, and mm-hmm. then she, if I ever meet her, I don't want her to scare me like she <laughs> scares <Tamina>. you. <laughs> um, but you know, there's all it's it'll take is them, you shaking her hand, and then you'll understand, man. <laughs> it, it's, it's nothing against those two at all. But Sasha Banks is just on another level mm-hmm. as a worker. She cut a great promo, and it, it, she's right. She is probably one of the best wrestlers. In the WWE last night, and oh yeah, one of the best wrestlers in the WWE. I'm not just saying in yeah. the women's division. She can, she can wrestle. And what happened? She was in a match with Brie Bella, and Team Bad come back or came out and interrupted the match. And mm-hmm. Becky Lynch came out and made the save, right? Mm-hmm. And it ended in with Becky Lynch yeah, and like Brie or and uh, George in the chat room. Hashtag Free Sasha. Hashtag Cage Brie. Cage Bree, Cage Free Sasha. But uh, what else? Any other big news <laughs> happen on Raw? I don't know. No, it started with Brock, Brock and Heyman. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, uh, Brock and were they involved and in the main event? Did Brock come out and? Yeah, I mean, I liked how you know they were doing the typical you know Paul Heyman selling the match for the pay per view and all you know the Beast Incarnate and all that. But I like how Ambrose came out. And he's like, you know, just, just, just to see what the fuss is about. Yeah, and that's that that helped build Ambrose up a lot for this match. Because everybody's, you know, immediately discarding him from the match. I mean Right, right. 
when you know he's not the one that's going to win. Crazy Swerve would be having him win, but we know it's not going to happen. It's probably yeah. going to be Roman Reigns winning and facing Triple how H. Crazy, well, how crazy would it be that Ambrose went over, but somewhere between Fastlane and I still think they're going to set up something WrestleMania, something big with Ambrose and AJ. And so I'm I'm thinking AJ's fighting for that Intercontinental strap. Mm-hmm. They're not going to put it. They're not. Kalisto is going to um, probably defend his U.S. title probably against Del Rio. They'll probably keep that feud or something going. I don't see him getting involved uh, with facing Kalisto because they kind of want Kalisto to be built up as well mm-hmm. and putting him against AJ. Yeah, Styles, they're, they're not going to put two faces. Well, Dean Ambrose is a face, but if they put him in a multi-man match, they, they're got they're slowly doing a feud between Ambrose and Jericho. Mm-hmm. Like Jericho hasn't forgotten about the loss yet, and he might cut a good promo on it. I think maybe at Fastlane you may see AJ and Jericho again. Um, could see uh, AJ and Miz is on SmackDown tomorrow night, which that's probably going to be yeah. from I think from the spoilers I read, it's actually going to be a really good match. Um, you know, Ambrose AJ had that. Awesome match with Jericho last week, and I loved how they, um, what they did with the, uh, what Miz TV, yeah, and the, <laughs> he wouldn't let uh, AJ talk, which is like the best way to get heat on yourself oh, yeah. and get you know people behind AJ. Which not that it took a lot to get people behind AJ. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about from Raw? Uh, apparently it was. Now that I'm going back reading it. It was Brie versus Charlotte, and then apparently it was Sasha versus Becky Lynch, and then at the end of that match, that's, that's when right. that's right, that's, that's right. when and Team you know Bad what? came now, out, and, and, and then Becky ended up. And I her. thought they were having a great wrestling match. Yeah, Becky and um, Sasha. I thought it there. Sasha was or Becky can throw a mean arm drag. I mean that thing look that arm drag looks good when she throws it. Oh yeah, not Ricky Steamboat level because nothing will ever be no, that right. level. But it, I mean, it, she's throwing some good arm drags and. This is all some good chain wrestling. and uh, Let's see. George in the chat room says, but did that opening segment make Reigns look bad? I don't I don't think so. I think they're just trying to build up so you don't get as much of what you, we think is going to happen happen. Ambrose's uh, connection with the crowd is undeniable. People love Ambrose. I think they were being cautious and not, you know, forcing us, you know, more Reigns yeah. to open the, the show again. Yeah. And that's always a good, and, not, and I don't mean this in a bad way. It's always a good thing, just because it's something different. Yeah, um, there's something. You want else. something different? Open the show with a match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get why they, I get why they do those long promos. It's to no set up the one rest of will the show. ever expect it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get why they do it. They um, open up. Uh, they got to put set, kind of set up the rest of the night. Well, here, know, go, here's my thing. At an indie show, I understand why it happens, because. They want to factor in that somebody is coming to see the show that's never seen the show before, and they right. don't understand what's going on. Right. At right. the indie level, it makes sense to sometimes go out, cut a 5, 10, 20-minute promo and everything. WWE, everybody's watching. Yeah. Everybody's watching. You don't have to explain it to me every week. <laughs> you know? And, I mean, that's that that kind of like... And I put this in my fan council surveys that I get, you know? Right. Every chance I get when they ask me the questions about, you know, what what did what would you rather see? You know, and I literally type in, start the show with a damn match. We get it. You're an entertainment company. You're not a wrestling company, yeah. okay? But for God's sakes, you come out and talk for the first half hour of the show, 
where the fuck's the wrestling? Yeah. You know? And I can understand at this point if even if they claim to be half wrestling, half entertainment. Okay, 50-50. Split it up. But every once in a while, change some shit up. Yeah. yeah. Something you know? I've thought about that, though, because it's three hours, maybe that's just the, their best formula for filling time. I guess so. It's like, but okay, well, we know we can knock out 15 minutes at the beginning of the show guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, still, you know, you could have... Can you can you imagine if AJ and uh, Jericho had opened the show? Yep, an yeah. unannounced match. How ape shit the yeah. pop that they would have gotten from the crowd, the organic pop that they would have gotten. You know, yeah, yeah. you but know, that, if they'd have just had AJ come out, they got a ref but, in the ring, but and also then the next music that hits is Chris Jericho, and it's like we're this exclusive match, and yeah. oh my god. No, they would have gotten such an organic pop out of that crowd, you know. I mean, it just. But you know. the way they did it, though, it also makes sense because if um, they announce that that match is going to happen, people get on social media, mm-hmm. and more people are liable to tune in if they know it's going to happen. Yeah. So there's that argument too. I watch, mean, your, it's, watch your watch your watch your watch your first hour rating go through the roof in the first five <laughs> minutes, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that's kind of. Eh. Um, Let's go to. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Lucha Underground had their first episode of season two, mm-hmm. and holy shit, this this show is great. You were you were wa- I was watching a little bit of that when that you was, came in, and that was that production quality is something else. Th- well, yeah. I I always joked and I said if Robert Rodriguez ran a wrestling company and be Lucha and Underground, yeah. he's one of the executive producers, of course. Uh, but <laughs> uh, it opened up with. Um, Vampiro in an interview with a psychologist. Apparently, he's been in the psychology mm-hmm. or has been under lock and guard and stuff uh, since the end of season one, where he had that badass match against yeah. uh, Pentagon Junior. Pentagon Junior, so fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but he op- it, he uh, had a quick delusion of beating the shit out of the person he was interviewing, and it turns out it was all in his head, and mm-hmm. he's going to stay away from the people that cause him to have these violent tendencies. Well, next thing you know, he's going back to the temple, right, uh, with Matt Stryker. Um, they opened the show, uh, man, uh, uh, King Cuerno, the hunter mm-hmm. defeated, uh, I believe it was Phoenix who holds, who held the gift of the gods mm-hmm. and now Queen King Cuerno, uh, and forgive me if I'm getting these names wrong. I'm just now getting into Lucha Underground. Um, now he holds the gift of the gods title and he can get a title shot whenever he wants against Mil Muertes. Have you seen this Mil Muertes guy? Mm-mm. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, well, I'll show him that on a break. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they had a triple threat match in it. Ivelisse defeated uh, Ange- Angelico and Son of Havoc. Have you seen any of these guys? Son of Havoc has this huge, like, Daniel Bryant beard, but he wears a mask. Okay. And he's really cool looking. And um, it's interesting how they set up this match because at the beginning of the show, Katrina, who is now in charge, um, said they were going to be booked in a triple threat match, and the winner gets to face Mil Muertes for the uh, Lucha Underground heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. And they were pissed off because they said, uh, you know, we just learned to start working together since you put us as a team last year, and now all of a sudden we have to fight each other? Come on. The surprise of the night. That's a Mil Muertes pitch. Mil Muertes is a fucking monster. <laughs> Giganto. Um, but uh, Ivelisse. Mm-hmm. Won the match, and it was a hellacious match. So she went on to face Mil Muertes in the main event for the heavyweight title and almost beat him. Oh, wow. And it was done tastefully. Um, 
I actually saw that like they streamed that match on like Facebook, and I actually watched that match. It was good. Yeah, it was a really good match. He hit some good roll ups. Um, you know, he was demonstrating a lot of power. But uh, he find Mil Muertes goes over, and he starts to you know finish off Ivelisse, and mm-hmm. Prince Puma comes in, which I think if I and I could be wrong, and please don't kill me on the internet for this. I believe Prince Puma is Ricochet. Uh, I think you're right there. And yeah. uh, Ricochet, or Prince Puma comes in and helps get her out of the ring. And Puma cuts a promo on Muertes. While that's going on, Pentagon Jr. runs out to the ring, does a backcracker on Mil Muertes, and br- does the arm breaker. You oh, know, wow. have, you, have you seen that? how he does that? Mm-mm. He wraps an arm. He puts, takes a guy, he wraps an arm, and puts one on the mat, and then grabs the other wrist, and then just falls backwards, and that supposedly breaks their arm. Oh, wow. And it gets over. It's over. Oh, yeah. And then he does, people are chanting, Sierra Miedo, or whatever that chant is. And Pentagon Jr. is just like the most overdued mm-hmm. in that company due to that match. Like the storytelling was season one and yeah. him. So that is, was. Is se- that the Ivelisse? Wasn't that her name from uh, Tough Enough? I think the you're one right. with, The one on with uh, Stone Cold? I did hear something about. Uh, Maybe. I, I, I'm still learning. Like I said, I'm still learning all of the. Lucha Underground, uh, st- and there's so many people that like I can't wait to see mm-hmm. wrestle. Like I got uh, Johnny Mundo in my wrestle crate. I got a Johnny Mundo autograph. Yeah, and I can't wait to see him what he does in Lucha Underground. Um, <laughs> so many other guys I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see Prince Puma actually wrestle uh, this guy named uh, Drago, who's supposed to be like a human Drago. George in chat room says, "Yep, she was on Tough Enough." Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Um, Wasn't she the blonde on Tough Enough? Yeah, she was blonde on there. Huh. And that was the season, last season Stone Cold did? Yeah. The last actual good season of that show? Because I actually liked her. Yeah. I can't. I, I think I think she was injured on the show or something, and yeah, that's I'm, why she was let go. Along with I just can't remember much about other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just but can't yeah, remember. When, when, I, when I saw her on there uh, and heard the name, I was like, you know, that's not a very common name. I mean, that kind of sticks out, and I was pretty sure that's who that was. Yeah. That, um, she. I, I, I was rooting for her. And I think I'm. I think you're right. I think she had to drop out. Yeah. So that was Lucha Underground season two. And folks, if you get the El, ne- El Rey Network, I think you, if you have like the Sling TV app, which is like twenty bucks a month, you get the El Rey Network. I highly recommend this show. Um, there are certain perf- former professional wrestling managers that aren't a fan of Lucha Underground. <laughs> if you know who I'm talking Cornette about, lost his <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, I see both sides of the argument. He comes from an old school. Yeah, everything is hammerlock switch, knockdown, pop up. Yeah, you know stuff like that. But I think that's a lot of problems with other with another big wrestling company like TNA. Mm-hmm. They try to be too much like the WWE, and you don't get viewers that way. No, you can't be the same show. Mm-hmm. And that's why Lucha Underground is a breath of fresh air. It's something different. They're not trying to be the WWE. They're not trying to be Ring of Honor. They're not trying to be New Japan. They're trying to be their own company. Same with ROH. ROH is a lot more solid ring work mm-hmm. then it's not just entertainment like the wwe yeah the ring of honor i've seen you rarely see anything backstage right i mean and everything and I is love right that. there I in the ring i love that that goes because that goes back to the old memphis days where interviews were done right in front of the desk mm-hmm. you know <laughs> you had to watch lance russell walk all the way around the desk <laughs> with the microphone yep. and put it in the guy's face Which, that's the way our studio is in new you'll you'll see when you go over to the wrestling school good that's the way we built the school in new you had we had a backstage interview thing and uh we had a front 
out front thing too. So right. we had an inter- we do interviews in the back. We do interviews out front in the same capacity, really. And uh, you know, it, it was it was great. You know, um, different you know different styles for right. different times. And and, it's not know. just straight up copying like the WWE, which TNA was doing in those years that Hogan and Bischoff came in. Oh yeah. Once those two came in, it was just let's we're going to be the WWE. Blah blah blah. Yep. There are some exciting things. Like I actually got I never even I still never watched it, but I was intrigued by the Aces and Eights idea. Yeah. That was cool just because you didn't know who the members were, except for the one dude with long hair and the big eyes. You're like, Well, we clearly know that's uh, <laughs> I think that was Garrett Bischoff or something like that. Yeah. Or I don't know. And I like the the main event mafia. Who was in that? R- Oh, it was like uh was that Sting? Sting was yeah, in that Sting, one. Sting, like Kurt Angle, Steiner? Uh, Nash, I think Steiner, Booker yeah. T. And who was the stable was they opposed? There was a the main event mafia and then there was the money or no, not money, um I do not remember now. I don't I don't remember the Millionaires Club or something. No. That was something totally different. I know there was like two big stables in um T N A for a while. It was Main Event Mafia, and I want to say Ric Flair Kurt had Angle one. was in there, too, wasn't he? Yeah, Kurt yeah, Angle yeah. was in there. But I want to say Ric Flair was also involved. With they Wally always Stables. came out in, like, Maybe suits. Mick Foley. And yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> anyway. Yeah, Mick Foley was there at that time, too, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I still just – I'd never have gotten into TNA just because, you know, before Hogan got there, yeah, I, I think I actually may have watched one or two pay-per-views because I want to see guys like AJ Styles. Because mm-hmm. back when he was even younger, he was just even more incredible. When TNA first burst on the scene and had their own style of everything. It was great. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I still didn't watch it, I was but watching, I read a lot. I was, uh, the, TNA made me a huge fan of Joe, for yeah. one thing. Oh, yeah, Samoa yeah. Joe. They made me a huge fan of Samoa Joe. Made me a huge fan of AJ Styles. And TNA also gave me the greatest match I've ever seen live at a pay-per-view when they had Slammiversary here down at, in uh, DeSoto Civic Center. Mm-hmm. Um I saw Kurt Angle versus AJ Styles live, and let me tell you, I lost my shit several times during that match, cause, and I was going absolutely nuts uh, just because they were going hole for hole, move for move, back and forth with one another the whole time. That's and, good. you know, that was the way that that match should have been done, and it was just it was well done, well put together, you know, and got AJ over like a million bucks. There's one bright, bright spot in TNA – from from the research I've done, that's Ethan Carter, Arthur, Ethan Carter the third. Yeah. I oh hear, yeah. I hear he's tearing it up over there. <laughs> he's amazing. <laughs> I love I, that dude. And, and he he was actually originally in NXT. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I bet you they're hating that for letting him go after seeing what he's doing now. Uh, I like actually kind of like EC3 is amazing. I, I like what I've seen out of Matt Hardy. Wasn't at least he like on Twitter. singing during that guy's entrance music the other night or something? It was like, go back, you need some entrance music, and then they come uh, out and he plays some entrance music sin- for him. Since it switched to pop yeah. TV, I haven't been able to watch it. Well, like he started singing or something during it, and it was hilarious because he he was like, it's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I also like what uh, Matt Hardy is doing. Um, I've I just see what he's become on Twitter, and he's mm-hmm. playing out kayfabe on Twitter with right. people, calling everyone marks and stuff like that. And apparently, like, they're coming out. Uh, Revy Sky's coming out with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, formerly, uh, Brodus Clay comes out carrying his kid. Yeah, <coughs> yeah he's Tyrus. Tyrus. Yeah. And he's coming out carrying Matt Hardy's kid yeah. now. So, Freaking you know, uh, Revy and uh, Awesome Kong got into it um on the UK tour and I think Awesome Kong got sent home before the UK tour even got started. Really? <laughs> um cuz they some sort of incident in the back between her and Rebby Sky and I think 
Kong ended up like throwing her bag and dress gear out in the hallway or something. Because <laughs> like uh, what I from what I gathered, um, it was because that Rebby constantly wasn't dressing with the other girls, and they were all kind of offended with that. Right, you know, it was like all the female talent dresses in you know this area yeah, the here. locker room, yeah, you know. And if you're not dressing with everybody else, you're not really showing kind of like a communal thing with respect to the business and everything, right. respect to other people and everything. So it doesn't matter how much you get paid, you know? Yeah. You're all dressed in the same room, you know? So. Let's see. I'm going through the back through the chat room here. George says, is there any chance Reigns isn't booed at the end of this pay-per-view? Uh, if it's done right, he may Where not Where is booed. this pay-per-view going to be? Uh, Don't know. That I don't remember. Um, George <coughs> says, why not go to two hours with one for NXT? That'd be something different. There's so much talent. They got, they could they could definitely change formats and get a, a whole lot better ratings. You know, I think what I, they got I think another thing that I think women, you know, maybe they need a women's just a, like, remember how there was gorgeous ladies of wrestling? Mm-hmm. They need something like that on the network. Just let all the women's wrestler go in there and give them their own show. I like Glow. Yeah. Glow was cool. Uh, let's see. Yes, NXT let Ivelisse go, and now she's arguably the second best female wrestler on the planet. She was on Tough Enough. She had a short run in Florida Championship Wrestling in the beginning of NXT, but got released after filing a complaint against Bill DeMont. Mm. Yeah. Well, DeMont's gone. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but now she's probably making some good money with Lucha Underground. Yeah, probably. I, and I think there's some rumors that Ricochet may have been talking to people. Yeah, I in the saw WWE, that too. Which that'd be a great signing for them. He, I'd would. love to see some of him do some of his stuff in NXT, especially with Shinsuke Nakamura coming in too. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking to the Irish okay, Dragon. Wait, wait, wait. Go. Oh. I got I got one side note to mention on one of the local shows. Um, NWA. Oh Mid yeah, South. yeah. I wanted uh, congratulations um, to the Golden Boy Greg Anthony. Yes, he, he is now the NWA National Champion. That's that is a huge deal. Yes, and their little group, their little group, their big group, the Empire now have <coughs> the NWA North American Heavyweight Championship, the NWA National Heavyweight Championship, and the NWA World Tag Team Titles all in their possessions. That's awesome. So every member of the group has NWA gold. That is fantastic. Fantastic. Congratulations to Golden Boy, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Couldn't happen to a better guy. Yep. Uh, his in-ring character is an asshole from what I hear, but that's a good Actually, thing. Actually, he's a face right now. I thought Empire oh. was a heel. Uh, yes, they are, but he's a face right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, Golden Boy, congratulations, man. But uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking to the Irish Dragon, Scott Fury. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. Man, I got to tell you, that is a big difference from Corey Daniels' entrance music. We go from Johnny, <laughs> <laughs> we go from Johnny Cash t- to that, and wow. All calm and solemn Johnny <laughs> Cash, and now we got some black and yeah, evil society. It makes me want to punch someone in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us on the show now is one of the guys that has gotten to beat me up in the ring once or twice when he was with New Breed up there in Jonesboro, Arkansas. He is the Irish Dragon, Scott Fury. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, it's no problem, bub. Great to be here. <laughs> well, man, what got you into wrestling as a fan? Uh, as a fan, um, I remember my dad 
My dad, we used to watch uh, Saturday Night's Main Event. Um, probably the first time I ever seen Macho Man. Um, I know everything was pre-recorded back then, but the first time I ever seen Macho Man do a promo, I mean, I, from that moment until now, I'd forgotten to blink when it comes to reference to the business. Cool. Was who was um, Go ahead. He's uh he's he's always been an inspiration to me. And then when the Attitude Era hit, I mean, I was pretty much coming into adulthood when the Attitude Era was on fire. So that pretty much that pretty much put me in gear to uh, I guess lock the proverbial fire under my rear end to get me into the ring and check on it and ask about it. And then um, I'm from North Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, as as uh, Kid Crazy is too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're the only we're the only two from our neighborhood um, to ever do anything with his business. Um, but we were at a um, an independent show, um, which was headlined by Tim Storm, who is with NWA now, I believe. Um, but it had uh, the Mad Chef, uh, the Maverick Drew Jordan, um, uh, Rude Dog Roddy Burkett, which is a mutual friend of mine, and Molly Cruz, and uh, he helped. He helped, which he helped train me, and. Um, I don't know. I saw it, and I saw the aspects of it, and I saw what it looked like in a, you know, a lower, lower populated crowd level. And I actually got to focus on the magic and the storytelling of, you know, what they're actually taught in training. You know, the way they used to be taught in training, how they applied that to their in ring, how they applied it to their in-ring, uh, their in ring capability and everything. Very cool. So, how what around? And, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, from that moment on, I was just, <laughs> no. I was like, I, I was good. <laughs> um, well, around what year, what year was it when you first started training? Um, when I first started training was early 2000, late 99, early 2000. I want to say early 2000. All righty. Yeah, the, and I got to meet you at NEW in West Memphis, uh, you know, uh, and I, I can't, I think maybe we wrestled once or twice, <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and I think I came over, were you working Tuckerman about the same time I was too, I believe? Um, I couldn't hear you on that last part, but I was, I, I was just saying, uh, were you working, uh, I think you were working Tuckerman ASWF about the same time I was too, uh, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, you came over there and I think you and Eric Wayne. Uh, showed up over there and uh me and eric and I kid nichols and all them guys um what was that last part me and eric and kid nichols and all them guys <laughs> oh yeah yeah and kid nichols um i met him in baseville working for uh for mew and mm-hmm. um and uh which was under crazy luke graham jr which is also a mentor and a father figure to me in this business along with ron race mm-hmm. um he um I don't know. Uh, Ken Wayne brought in. He brought in Matt Justice. Um, who else? Uh, Kid Nichols, Matt Justice, Eric Wayne, and he brought one more fellow. So I want. I wanted to say it was you, but I didn't get to meet you until I think you were the second class. It was uh, Kevin Charles, my tag team partner, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it was Kevin Charles. It was yeah, Kevin yeah. Charles. Me and Kevin were a tag team starting out there, I believe. Yeah. Yep. So. And then uh, you come on a little bit later, and I got to meet you. Which I mean, I was su- I was super impressed with you. You had a great head on your. I mean, you have a great head on your shoulders. You're polite. You you know show respect to people, even if you don't know who they are. Yeah. You know, they might be. You know, it might have been a little bit of something in that small town, and you didn't know who they were. You still showed respect just 
just because it was, you know, that's something you offer up when you're in a new territory. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's, uh, you know, that's just what I always, you know, I always show people respect because I don't know who they are. And I did you know, 90% of the time when I first stepped into the ring, uh, I hadn't seen anybody. I hadn't seen anybody work. I hadn't seen anybody, you know, I hadn't met anybody. So, you know, I always thought that, you know, as long as I'm respected, you know, respectable to other people, you know, <laughs> um, you know, just I, I always I always keep that in mind, you know, because I mean, like, I may not even respect you as a wrestler, but I'm still going to respect you as a person, you know, so just a matter of honor, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I, um, I've, I think one of the most memorable things, and I have to bring this up because everybody talks about it still to this day, was you getting one of your teeth knocked out by Eric Wayne. <laughs> Oh, my God, yeah. That was a a brutal, brutal night. Um, It was brutal not because of pretty much the kick hard around Mid-South. I mean, I don't want to say the world. That's kind of been, you know, but what I'm – it was just – I mean, it was a flash knockout. And, I mean, a lot of people seen the video. um, I think it's still up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, I've watched it several times. you can see where his foot makes contact. Yeah. And um, when his foot made contact, when he ran through the boot, when he pulled his foot off of me and he went to retract his leg back down to put it back down on the mat, the the layover stitching of his patent leather wrestling boots, which, mm-hmm. by the way, everybody should have on if they're in the ring, yeah, um, caught on to one of my lower canine teeth. And when it did that, that's what ripped. He, he knocked them loose when he kicked me. And when he pulled his foot down, his... His uh, the overlay stitching of his boot caught on to the lower canine, and it, it grabbed two teeth and pulled them out, and it just it just folded the other one frontward. Yeah, Ooh, it, it, it was just a it was just a bona fide freak accident. Freak accident, mm-hmm. which yeah, un- yeah, unfortunately I mean, a lot of those happened to Eric at the time. <laughs> uh, Eric yeah, was one of the un- most un- yeah, <laughs> Martin, Eric was. <laughs> Eric was one of the most unluckiest people there for about six or eight months because it seemed like every three, two or three months, somebody was getting hurt in his match. And I mean, he was a, uh, he's a dream killer. Yeah, that's a yeah, gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> that's the gimmick. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it was just unlucky. I mean, like he, the thing with your tooth happened, and then I think two or three months later, I debuted against him. And I went in real low and came up bloody on my ear, and which bled out like a. I, I, you know, I don't know if anybody's ever had an ear injury before, but when you get cut on your ear, it, you might as well get cut in the neck. You're gonna bleed out a little bit, and I did. I bled all over the freaking mat, and then like. And how th- random is that? Your ear? How random is that? Yeah, random. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it's those. It was his dang boots too. <laughs> <laughs> so he already, he already had the list of body parts maimed up, and I guess ear. When it come around time for you, ear was the only thing he had left. That he had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just freak accident, you know, for Eric, and I felt really bad because he was just getting a bad rap for being a bad wrestler, you know, when it really wasn't that. That really wasn't the deal, you know. Uh, yeah. he, he worked solid, yeah, but you know it. it the stuff that was happening was just accidents. It really was, you know, oh, just yeah. freak accidents. And, I mean, and believe it or not, accidents will get you a bad name. But yeah, yeah. What? What? Um, I mean, you become you become the uh, the un- you you become the unlucky underwear of the uh, of the locker room when you start. 
you know, you start getting injuries on, you know, at your hands. Right, and, right. And you're coming out injury free, but every time you get out of the ring, somebody's hurt, and it's not you. Right. Um, it's not that I, I never once thought Eric would ever shoot. I mean, Eric, because me and Eric, we've always been pretty cool with one another. Um, it was just, I don't know. It was kind of a, kind of an unlucky streak, like you said. That he yeah. Had. Um, yeah. That's all, and and it really, that's all it was. People were making it. People were making it out to be something that it wasn't. You know, they were saying, "Oh, he's trying to kill people. He's trying to hurt people. Whatever." You know, I've been in the okay. ring with people trying to hurt me and kill me. <laughs> that didn't turn out well for that those people. But <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, you heard about that? Did you? Oh, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the first time I met you, Scott, um, my dad was doing stuff with Aaron Polston. Uh, in ASWF, and, and I think it was more based oh, yeah. at, out of Jonesboro. Um, but you were in a tag team, and I can't remember your tag team partner's name at the time. You are both in the New Breed stable. What was that guy's name? Uh, Jeremy Blaze. That's it. That's it. You? Yeah, we were Blaze. We were Blaze and Fury. That's right. That's right. Blaze and Fury. And uh, how did you get? How did you guys get teamed up? <laughs> Corny-ass shit. That's how I have <laughs> <laughs> You see, some things have a legendary story to them. This is not one of those things. Go ahead. Hey, he was a good-looking kid, which he is. Jeremy's a good-looking kid. Uh, we're actually friends. He, um, I haven't talked to him in a while because he don't do the Facebook thing, and I have no idea how to get a hold of him. So, but... um. He was just a good-looking kid. He had a lot of lot of charisma, but in his mind, he was five years into the business, but his body and his actual awkwardness was probably about three months into the business. <laughs> and um, his mom was his biggest supporter, there, and, and she's great. Chris is great. Um, and are they from Memphis? Uh, yes. Uh, I want to say... He went to Houston High School, I think, out here in Memphis, Tennessee. I, w- I want to say. I could be yes, wrong. He did. No, 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 I believe you're right. I believe you're right. Because um, what it was, uh, Aaron, Aaron Poston brought me in to be with Dirty Little Gang with, uh, you know, Dirty Little Dave, and Austin Lane was there at the time. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sexy Jeremy, Sam. Uh, yeah, uh, Sexy Sam Dollar was there. Uh, Jimmy Valiant was coming in pretty regular. Um, who else was out there? Loose Cannon was in well, New uh, Breed, too, as well, I think. Yeah, uh, Luke Cannon was there. He had the mullet. He was rocking the mullet. Um, But uh, it was a great group of people. Um, Some people got bigger heads than the other ones. Some people stayed humble. Um, It ended up being coming down to they had to separate the faction up, and me and Jeremy were the only ones left, and they pretty much put us together, and it kind of took off. We were, you know, family of pain. Um, done some stuff against Blonde Bombers. Um, you know, but it's just, we probably lasted for about six months. Mm-hmm. And then they split us up with no, you know, no angle, no storyline, no heat or anything, no Marty Gennetti or Shawn Michaels or anything like that, which that's the way I wanted it. I just wanted it to be over with and be done. I mean, I was not a tag team wrestler. I did not want to be a tag It's not that I don't play well with others. It's just that, you know, that wasn't where I'm at, you know, in my frame of mind. I was young in the business. I was fired up. I, you know, I had a lot of shit to prove. And 
in my opinion, I feel like I proved a lot. Um, I fell off a couple of years ago. I stopped wrestling, took some time off. I had to take care of, had a lot of personal issues going on in my life. A lot of, a lot of life and career altering, just ignorant decisions that I made. Let me emphasize the word ignorant. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, Been there, done that. <laughs> that's uh, that's just where you. Uh, I mean, that's where you learn your your life lessons from. If it, I mean, my dad always told me, you know, nobody's perfect. Life was meant for mistakes. That's how people learn. If it wasn't for mistakes, you wouldn't learn anything. That's right. And and I pretty much, I mean, that's my that's my main motto in life is get out there. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. Uh, if you see somebody make a mistake, if they don't want to take your, you know, at least you tried. You know, in your mind and in your conscience that you tried to show them a better way. Mm-hmm. That's a great little, you know, mantra to have there too. You know. Where did the no 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 this is just this no is, we're good man we, I, I like here <laughs> we like hearing stories on this show because that's what the main one of the when we started this podcast um one of my visions for it was we get to talk to more local wrestlers because we want to get our word out through them and their word out through us and that's the best way to do it awesome I mean it's um uh, like I said I was telling Derek uh, you know you know I've never done a podcast before I've never done anything before as far as self-promotion and things like that i was never a big fan of that i mean yeah you know a lot of guys you know gave me you know shit about being oh you're a weekend warrior not this not that i have a real job i mean i have another job i'm in construction concrete and everything i'm a concrete finisher um i have a great life outside of wrestling but i also have a great life inside of wrestling and after I maintained, you know, after I took time off and got, you know, my life and priorities and all my all my ducks in a row, um, ultimately came back to wrestling because I mean that's that's what got me these things, got me propelled to the places I found myself to be able to obtain these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was robbing myself. I felt like I was robbing my children because my children are, you know, they're they're you know they're stepchildren of wrestlers. They're uh, they're grandchildren of wrestlers. They're you know their dad's a wrestler. Um, their stepdad's a wrestler. Um, it's just it's going to be in their blood, and they're probably always going to be around it. So I felt like you know me you know I want you know I want my kids to root for me too. You know don't get me wrong, but I want them to you know, I want I want them to I want them to experience the things that I experience. I want them to be a part of it. You know that way. Ultimately, I'm not alienating any part of my family, you know, to to still, you know, be interactive in in the wrestling community. How did the Irish Dragon gimmick come about? Uh, well, um, I'm Irish, and I like kicking people in the face. <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> well, how how long have you been running the Irish Dragon? Uh, probably. I'd say at least twelve years. Oh wow! So yeah, I mean, uh, man, when I met you, how old, when I met you, how long have you been in the business then, since then? Or, uh, at that see, time, about year how did we meet? Oh, was it 07, No, it, man, I think it was. I think it was earlier than that. Not two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand somewhere in there. Is this Derek? Yeah, Bud okay. Son. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, it was sooner than that. Uh, you're talking about posting, your dad doing some work for posting. Uh, yeah, that's like 2002, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, it was about oh two, and uh, I was wrong about my date when I got started. I got started late ninety eight. I don't know what I was thinking about <laughs> early two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, one of the things I always remember um, is you and Jeremy, and like when I was just doing this stuff with my dad, like behind when I was backstage, I was just. I think they could tell I was a nervous wreck, and Scott was one of those guys that really calmed me down. I was like, dude, everything's going to be fine. Just listen to Cannon. Everything's going to be good. You're going to be all right. And, you know, me, I'm still sitting in the corner shaking my in my boots because I just, <laughs> I'm just so afraid. But it was really cool of you and Jeremy just to say, you're cool, man. Just relax a little bit. Everything's going to be all right. So thank you for that. Thank you for being so professional and dealing with some little oh, shit. Man. Uh, man, this is the way I look at it. There's out of out of twenty guys in a locker room, which is pretty much basic any independent show nowadays, out of twenty guys in that locker room, five of them are genuinely nice, five more of them are genuinely assholes, and the other ten are just there. Mm-hmm. That so, sounds about right. <laughs> you have to you have to sit down, and body language is number one when you walk into a locker room. As soon as you cross that threshold, that's when it's time to start evaluating who you are. I know, I know, it's not, it's not. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's not politically correct to profile anyone, but when you walk into a locker room of wrestlers, you're automatically profiled because you're a wrestler. Oh yeah. So if I walk in and I see this guy over here dressed like trash, smells like shit because he didn't wash his gear. Um. I'm automatically going to look at him as shit until he proves to me otherwise. Mm-hmm. That's not me being a dick about it. That's not me being an asshole. That's just me saying, this guy's probably, you know, he's probably trash. But then I always over, you know, and then if he speaks to me and he approaches me with respect, that starts knocking that, you know, that stereotype off of him. Mm-hmm. So to me, to me, presenting yourself and the way you carry yourself is the way people perceive you. It's the oldest, that is the oldest form of conversation in the book is body language mm-hmm. or tone or just expression. I mean, emotion or anything like that. If you walk up to somebody, you see they're having a problem and you stick your hand out and you offer it and they take it and 100% success comes from that interaction, then interaction, I mean, I said erection. Interact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was hoping we could go past that point, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you 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 were on a roll there for a second, man. <laughs> Good. What is an interaction? I know what an erection is, and what is an interaction? Is that like um, like any and outies? I think we. <laughs> I want to say we all had interactions when AJ Styles came out for the Royal Rumble. This yeah, year. that was probably something oh. like that. <laughs> 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 yeah. How how often do you get to watch other pr- um, uh, promotions? I know you work a lot, but uh, how how often do you get to watch the product? Um, well, um, it all depends on who offers what video. Normally, in my news feed, um, I see a lot of NWA um, Texas promotional stuff coming up. With uh, I see that Rodney has uh, pretty much signed on with them. Mm-hmm. With uh, with uh, Jack Dane and all them, um, I love their product. I mean, I'm so over. All they need is somebody with money and vision to take what they already have and just blow it plumb through the roof, mm-hmm. um, and make stars of who they have, not bring in stars from failed companies. I mean, why would you want to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, that 
that always killed me. That always killed me. Why would you spend six months building up somebody to make a star out of them, and on that seventh month bring in Jake the, you know, you know Jake the maintenance man Roberts to uh, to come in and pretty much just bury him, and then he'll never recover from that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I call we I call him Jake the uh, Jake the maintenance man Roberts because. I got to work him one time in Paragould, and when he walked to the ring, I did not see Jake the Snake Roberts. This motherfucker was dressed like a maintenance man. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, that he had a rough time of it there for a while. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not doubting his uh, his hustle or his or his you know his struggle. Yeah. Yeah. But right. 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 Him, you know, we call him Jake the Snake Roberts or Jake the Maintenance Man Roberts because that's what he looked like that night. And there was some other things that went on, which is pretty career. You know that. You know. Defamating, which I'm not going to be a part of that. Right. Yeah. I'm but, not going to. No, 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 no. But I always, I always like to tell people, like, uh, yeah, we don't want to do shoot interviews. I just like to hear, I like to talk to the rest. I like to hear their stories, you know, of where they've been. I think that's. Oh, he's a great guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's yeah. A great, great guy. Great guy. Just, I don't, I don't want to be a part of no. anything embarrassing or anything gotcha, on anybody yeah. else. I don't want to be. Oh, no, yeah, we're, we're good with that. Well, do you get to it? Do you watch? Uh, as far as WWE, do you watch still watch Raw? Do you still watch SmackDown? Do you watch NXT? I watch anything that has to do with wrestling because I am a fan first and foremost. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what kills me is is to see people get on. Now, don't get me wrong. I do criticize sometimes. I don't know if uh, some of your listeners or whatever will uh, or, or my friends on Facebook or anything. Um, but I will post something. And, yeah, I'll post negative remarks on it. Not negatively like, ooh, I'm better than this guy, so I'm going to dog him. Right. I post negative for, for comic reasons only. If you laughed at it before you before you browbeat me, you know, for saying it, well, then my job is complete. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I made you smile before you got offended, you know. Uh, why are you getting offended, you know, for a guy you don't even know? I mean. Right. Right. <laughs> it's just my opinion. You don't know John Cena. His shoes were ugly. You help him pick them out. Yeah. <laughs> I see some of the so you you do make me laugh with some of the stuff you put on uh, Facebook, but I just I, I get some good chuckles out of it. You know, and it's I like I like it because um you know I don't WWE is I think this past year wasn't its best year for the WWE, and I let I, you know I would tell people that, but I was still a fan, and you know, and when they did great stuff, I was commenting on that too. They had one of the worst years of injuries also. Yeah, I mean, injuries are prevalent all over the place right now, but it's just, you know, I'm not – they're running wild. I know, and uh, it's just, you know, when they've done good things, I think I've been more than fair about it too. Mm -hmm. uh, TLC I thought was a great pay-per-view. It exceeded expectations. Oh, my God, dude. Kalisto, that dude is – I'm so over on Kalisto right now. Yeah, really. Great wrestler. I I thought the Royal Rumble from start to finish was one of the best pay-per-views they have done in a while. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see it, but I watched everybody's – because, I mean, everybody's a play-by-play commentator on Facebook. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) That's keyboard warriors, man. That's another thing. If I – you know, they have their opinion. You know, and it's it's usually these guys that'll put up an opinion, and, and it'll be sour towards somebody else. Right. Yep. And, and and the next day they'll get on there and post in the same breath, pretty much. How can you be so critical about so and so? They made it. So and so. So, I mean, okay, they made it. So what? Big deal. Mm-hmm. Just because they made it, don't mean you don't have an opinion. You had an opinion yesterday. Yep. What? It don't matter now. <laughs> Are there any other companies you watch other than the WWE and like uh, regional promotions? Like how much uh, New Japan or Lucha Underground or any? Of, do you get a chance to watch any of that stuff? 
Uh, I don't get a chance to watch Lucha Underground. I have not got uh, the El Rey Network on my package, uh, DirecTV, or being uh, douches about it. They had it they took it off. $136.90 to get El Rey Network on DirecTV. <laughs> yeah, that, that kills me. movies and everything, but, I mean, it's not the network. If I'm going to pay that much money, I'm going to get the network. I do not have the network because I feel the network will ruin me. He'd never leave home. You know, I I can tell you, like, when I first got the WWE Network, man, I I did not, I lost a lot of sleep that first, probably that first week or two because I was like, I had to watch um, Bash at the Beach 1996 and see Hogan turn. Mm -hmm. And then I had to watch uh, the Iron Man match between HBK and Shawn Michaels. I had to go through and I had to watch all these matches. So. I'm finding the pay-per-views. I can see Booker T. I had to see Booker T. at Spring Stampede caught, caught, uh, do a cut a promo on Hulk Hogan that I can't say on the air right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, but that's it, it's it's it is so overwhelming the amount of content you get on the network. But, yeah, if you don't I know get, what I hear, I hear they're fixing to add a bunch more. Um, where are they adding from? Is it, is it old AWA? Uh, I think uh, a- they've already got some AWA on the, there. They've some got GWF, USWA. No, they don't have USWA yet. Yeah, they do. Oh God, they've got they <laughs> they don't have a lot of it. They've oh, only no. got like four episodes each of each one. You well, know? right, yeah. So because I've been I've been browsing through some stuff, but uh, and I'm, the stuff that I've they browsed through. It was like old, old, old matches of when Shawn Michaels was first getting in the business and stuff like that. I right. mean, it was like stuff like that. They were putting it on the network for that purpose only, you know. I tell you what, if so, old Memphis yeah. USWA stuff is in there, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Thanks, Dan. That's your there fault. Was, well, you're, you will eventually because <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. only like four episodes yeah, yeah, of it. It's not a lot on there. All right, I won't get a lot of sleep then. I'll say it like that. Thanks, Dan. That's, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, that it, it can be overwhelming because they also got like uh, there's Mid-South on it. Mm-hmm. Uh AWA, WCCW, I think, is on there. All WWF. Yeah. I mean, there's there's, there's a yeah, lot there, of content. There's a ton of stuff on there. There really is. You know, there's a lot of alert, original programming. There's, um, you know, yeah. and, of course, any and all yeah, the pay-per-views like the, and stuff. Uh, are they still doing the uh, the Legends House? No, uh, no, they only yet. did that one yeah. season. Oh, well, they're probably recording another one. They might be, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, but that's... Dude, that was probably that was my favorite. Uh, you, know, I get, you know, I hang out with friends that have it. And I'll come over like, "Are you watch Network?" I'm like, "Yeah, put it on Legends House. I'm gonna check that out." And I sit there and binge watch every episode. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you got it. Rowdy Roddy Piper was two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, they've well, got a new show coming up with Edge and Christian now. Yeah, that's good. You know, another. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that one too. I I, I lost uh I lost a lot of sleep one night because I started going back and watching like the very old Tough Enoughs, like season one, yeah. season two. Oh. I'm still in season three right now. Oh my I'm going God, back that, watching yeah, them. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's good television. It, it did. It was good television. Didn't turn out many good wrestlers, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it turned out anybody. I mean, oh, you got. Let me say, Maven. Maven. You got, Maven. Uh, and Nidia. Nidia showed up. And season three, you got Morrison, who is going big yeah. in Lucha Underground right now as Johnny Mundo. So he's made better That's career out of it than. Technically, wouldn't he? Uh, what, wait a minute. Yeah, he was. Okay, never mind. He was tough enough. He was Johnny Nitro when he came. Yep, 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 yeah. yep, yeah. I got my I got my people confused. <laughs> Million uh, Miz too came out of that. Yeah, he was a uh, runner up yeah. against Daniel Pewter. Daniel Pewter. Wow. Well, he had a great no. career. Yeah. Or not, I actually got to meet Daniel Pewter 
at a uh, show we did in Iowa with uh, Tyler Black. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Crazy Blue Graham Jr. was uh, on the show with me. That's who I wrestled. Um, and let me tell you, Daniel Pewter is a arrogant, cocky, little bitty. I mean, I, did, I was not impressed by him at all. Okay. I think you and a bunch of people were. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you said you tra- where all have you traveled to? And You just said you've been in Iowa. Is how far how far have you gotten in the country or in the world? Or? Um... Pretty much just uh, just in just in country. Okay. How far? Uh, just uh, pretty much the same. Yeah, just same state. Uh, anywhere from Iowa, I've went to uh, Alabama, Utah, uh, Oklahoma. Let me see. Uh, Missouri, Mississippi, all over Arkansas, Louisiana. Just pretty much anybody that would take a book and give me one. That's cool. That's cool. Who are uh, who are some of the more fun guys you've gotten to meet, or you know that, that our, our listeners may know? Um, probably the best time that I ever had was uh probably pl- uh, getting drunk and playing Guitar Hero like all night long with uh, Jerry Lynn. Oh, <laughs> nice! That, how good is he that, at Guitar that, Hero? How good am I? How good is, how he, good is he? How good are you both? Uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty good. I mean, all all, all songs I play are, are on expert. Um, oh. Nice. But, uh, Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn was kind of slacking a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> you can ask Austin Light about that because it was at his house. So oh, I will. I'll next time I talk to Austin. <laughs> He's doing good. Ask him about that. That was probably the most uh, the most memorable. You know, actual outside of the you know locker room, outside of you know away from everything and everybody else was. Probably hanging out with uh, Jerry Lynn that night. I mean, I got to see a cool, cool person, mm-hmm. and he deserved so much more than what he got in this business. I mean, mm-hmm. he deserved he deserved to be pushed all the way through the roof. I got to, you know, watching his stuff in East. I loved watching Lynn in ECW. Man, him and Rob Van Dam would RVD, just yeah. tear the house down oh with God. some of their matches. Man, just their transitions going from a Northern Suplex to a swinging DDT back to a Northern Suplex, and just uh, it was it, awesome. It's incredible stuff. Well, Scott, man, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can folks find you on um, uh, social media? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Scott Fury. Cool. And uh, you got any shows coming up next or that you want to plug? Um, this Saturday we're going to be – it's a TWE. Um, we're going to be in uh, Mississippi. I'm not sure which town. I don't know if you guys have seen any uh, advertisements for that. No, I haven't. Um, I don't have any. I don't have any dates written down. <laughs> Is that the other South Haven show? Maybe that you were talking maybe about I the, that TWE because I think that's where TWE mostly stays, kind of in South Haven. Maybe. Yeah, they usually run around the South Haven, Mississippi area. Um, <clears throat> I am. This is going to be my second show for them, but um, I've been pretty much given the green light that I'm a full time roster employee with them. So. Cool. I'm. A, I'm gonna push everything I can for that company. That's going to be my home company. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, nice. I love they are. If, if y'all want to see some of the best shows that independent has, uh, that the independent talent has to offer in South Haven, Mississippi area, uh, Memphis area, come check out a TWE show. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. That's uh, the parents of uh, you know Paris Kelly and Cody uh, Cody Daniels is there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's it's just a really talented and awesome group of people. We'll definitely have to check out a show. Yes, sir. It would definitely be worth your time. Trust me. Great. 
Well, Scott, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. We'd really do appreciate it. Hope you've had a good time. Man, I've had a blast with you guys remembering all these old stories and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well um, I, go ahead. If I wasn't sitting here talking about wrestling, I'd be sitting here watching Saturday Night Live reruns like I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. All right, well, stick around. Stick around for a second, Scott. We're gonna we're gonna get you to do something for us for a minute, and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back. And man, I gotta say that was an incredible interview. With I love Scott. Scott. Fuhr. He's 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 one of the very few genuine guys. Yeah, and, he, that are left in the business, you know. And I've I've met a lot of fake people being <laughs> in a wrestling locker room, and Scott's not one of them. Right, he's one of the most genuine guys I've ever I, met. I'm, and I'm not joking at all when him when I told you him and Jeremy were calming me down for a match. Like literally, I, they could just tell by my the way my head was. I, you know, it's just like, and I had that look in my eyes, and they're like, "Relax, man." <laughs> every, every, and, and it and it, it's you know I'm not trying to tell it to be funny. It's, I'm just telling it like yeah, you know, they're yeah. just relax. Yeah, take a deep breath, calm down. Yeah. Loose cannon's not going to hurt you. You get out there in front of him. We do it, and it's almost like a nonchalant thing. You know? Right. We don't think about other people getting in front of other people and having problems. You right. Because right. we do it so often, you know. And people, say, people always ask me, do I have the itch to do it still? And I'd have the itch to do it, but I also realize, like, how much I hurt the next morning yeah. <laughs> after doing it. Because, <laughs> like, and it's not even, like all the bumps you take, you know? It's the anxiety right. of yeah. going and going, all right, I hope this all goes well. well and, and then going through the match, and then the anxi- and then the release of, oh, thank God that went well. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny when I was when I did that stuff with ASWF. Um, I came out after the show, and there was a girl that I went to high school with. I'm like, why the hell are you in Jonesboro, Arkansas, at the little National mm-hmm. Guard armory here? Yep. And she was like, yeah. I guess she was dating Jeremy Blaze or something like that. I'm like, small freaking world. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Scott, for coming on the show. We'd love to have you again, man. That was just some you, – you got a great – I like the insight into the locker room, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and, I, and he just seemed like a very genuine dude. And yeah. Fun interview, back and forth, and I still owe him an ass whooping for some of the ones <laughs> him and Newbreed gave me. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten Austin Lane back, but uh-huh. I, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, Dan has got our Memphis wrestling moment for this week. All right, let's see here. I've got thanks to Mark James. Yep, um, I've got February fourth, nineteen eighty, uh, main event tag team match: the Assassins versus Billy Robinson and Ken Lucas. Southern heavyweight title match: Handsome Jimmy Valiant, champion versus Rick Gibson. Which pause? Handsome Jimmy Valiant is now on Twitter. Uh huh. And really? he is, and yeah, it's so cool. Like he interacts, he's interacted with me. Said he'd come on the show sometime, so I'm going to try to get that booked. Sweet. Because I'd love to sit and get to pick the brain. What's of, his Twitter name? I knew you were going to. I had that. to ask that. <laughs> you said it. You yeah, should have been prepared. I, should, I know. Well, I didn't. <laughs> Let's see. I think it's like the real, um, the Jimmy real K. Jimmy Valiant or something. Real Jimmy Valiant or something like that. Jimmy. It's at the Jimmy Valiant. V A L I A N T. At okay. the Jimmy Valiant, and he's he really interacts with people. Um, he gets great thoughts on the wrestling business and what he watches. And he's the and, and he's the freaking boogie woogie man. Yep. Come on, Merced Daddy, baby, give him a follow on Twitter, baby. 
and he says "Mercy Daddy" every "Mercy Daddy" and brother. Five he loves brother. Twitter. <laughs> he loves. And if we ever get him on the show, you're gonna have to do that impression uh, of him. He's gonna, <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I think I'm setting myself up to fail there. Go I think on, you Dan. are. Go on, Dan. Uh, <laughs> all right, handsome Jimmy Valiant champion versus Rick Gibson, Sugar Bear Harris versus Bill Superstar Dundee, Sonny King and the Iranian Assassin. Versus Steve Regal and Rick Morton. And Robert Gibson versus Paul Ellering. And go down to the bottom here, Jimmy Valiant. Oh, there's what? a misprint here. All of a sudden, there's 19 listeners in our chat room. Jimmy Valiant really? lost to Rick. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Rick Gibson <laughs> in an AWA Southern Heavyweight title match. And last night's Mid-South Coliseum Wrestling card. But Valiant retained his title because the decision came as a disqualification. In other individual matches, Bill Dundee beat Sugar Bear Harris. And Robert Gibson beat Paul Ellering by disqualification. And tag team matches, Steve Regal and Rick Morton beat Iranian Assassin and Sonny King. And the Assassins beat Ken Lucas and Billy Robinson. All right. And I did not – unfortunately, there's no attendance record on that one. But back in that day, it was probably six, but 7,000. But the week before, they did 5,287. It's incredible. And the week before that, I don't see a number there. 4,961. 4, wow. So probably around so 5,000. They were probably averaging between four and 6,000 people a I mean, week at the you Coliseum. Know, in the money days, well, in the money days, they were averaging 6,500 people mm-hmm. a week. That's crazy. None. It's nuts. I mean, you know, and I mean, that was what's the biggest that was at the time with Memphis wrestlers pretty much were rock stars. Right. Oh, yeah. You well, know? And how, how, what's the biggest crowd you probably ever wrestled in front of, Dan? I wrestled. I'm gonna have to think about that one. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't five thousand. Was no. it? No. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, the most I've probably wrestled for was. I can think back to when TCW came to Memphis, and I think we had almost 600 people. Oh in the wow! Building. Okay. Right. We had we had about 600 people in the building. Um, I want to say before that. I did wrestle at a rodeo at a fair that there was probably close to a thousand people at. Okay, cool. So, all right. Well, uh, as we like to end every episode, we like to do superstar of the week. So, guys, I ask you, who is your superstar of the week? Superstar of the week. Would we even do that if you didn't have that effect? No. <laughs> no, <we don't. laughs> if we ever get a new mixer you, and you can't do no, that, no, any mixer they, I get, we'll t- I will test, and if it does not have this effect. <laughs> I'm not going to get it. <laughs> Mike, give me your superstar of the week. I get one with more effects than that. Oh, you know? yeah. Del Tucker. Oh, uh, I love it. Del Tucker. Because, yeah, like I said, it. when it comes to saying stuff to get heat, he he could have a bucket of fuck and he wouldn't give a single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right? He does not care, and I love that about him. Uh, that, that's a... F- <laughs> That's the first uh, time I've heard that expression, and that is the most awesome expression I've ever heard. <laughs> Dan? Oh, God. Um, 
Come back to me. I'm I'm still reeling from the expression. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, still reeling from the, the bucket of fuck. I'll have to, I'll have to listen to that one. Um, me, I, for my superstar of the week, I'm going to go Golden Boy Greg Anthony for in, in, winning uh, yes, the NWA yes. National Championship. Yes, that's that's awesome. Hell of an achievement for a guy that's you know been gracious enough to come on our show a couple of times and mm-hmm. talk to us, and he still has the best beard in the game. If you ask me, too. Oh yeah. Big old gold stripe right down the middle. That's impressive. <laughs> it's a, it's quite an impressive go-to. Or uh-huh. beard. beard. Um, I, since I didn't have AJ last week, I'm going to put him as my superstar of the year this week. AJ superstar Styles. of the week. Yes. Um, you know, because, I mean, he's pretty much hit the ground running yep. in WWE. He's, yep. He hit his Styles Clash last SmackDown on uh, Axel, Curtis Axel. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He hit. He hit now. a Styles Clash on Curtis Axel uh, last SmackDown. You know, and he's he's going strong, man. You know, um, I think you know he had some jitters there and or some missteps or whatever, and I think those butterflies are leaving him, and he's getting comfortable where he is. Yeah, I think I think just the small adjustment he had to make was just moving to that. Um, bigger ring yeah that's yeah. the only adjustment yeah. he had to make i think he yeah. got a little blown up and you know it, it you'd be surprised how much of a difference it makes because i have i've wrestled in a 13 by 13 ring where i basically took one step and hit the other side of the ring right you know and i've wrestled in a 20 by 20 ring and i love a 20 by 20 ring which is what every wwe ring is yeah it's yeah. a 20 by 20 ring i love it because i can land pretty much anywhere in that ring and be fine it's awesome, you know, and you you have so much room to work, you know. The twenty by twenties are awesome, so. But no, AJ's my superstar. Okay. George of the week. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> superstar of the week. George in his chat rooms. <laughs> superstar of the week. Our our truth and gold dust, which that's a, that's a nice. good choice. That's a good. I choice. like it. I like it. Well, folks, that is it for this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing on iTunes, which is the easiest way to get to this podcast. Also, head over to Amazon.com. I'm, I'm sorry, no. OversellPodcast.com, <laughs> mm-hmm. and use the Amazon link right underneath the main player. And while you're shopping on Amazon, you can listen to every episode we have on that main player at OversellPodcast.com. But shop, shop, shop at that Amazon link. There's no extra fees. There's no hidden fees or anything like that. It's just you helping this small podcast out by giving a couple of bucks by buying stuff you're already going to buy on Amazon anyway. Also, be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast and Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. And you can follow me on Facebook. I am at Shropenuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at One Dangerous Dan, all spelled out. And I'm on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews. At WolfMike23. Folks, thank you for listening. This is the Oversell Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.